Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, it's all about automating the tricky things as we look at automating business recovery. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Tech Interviews. Uh, on this week's show, we're taking a look at um, a topic that I, well, I, re- I really enjoy looking at. And, you know, it's a, it's a twofold topic, really. It's a, a topic of uh, two technology partners that I work with working together to add kind of additional value to uh, something that they deliver for their customers. Um, and it's all about uh, orchestration and automation, uh, because, you know, as, as everybody knows, we're, we're trying to automate all of the things all of the time. So, um, so you know, two, two hot topics, all for the price of one. Uh, and so to help me to discuss this week's topic, I'm joined by Alec King. Hi, Alec. How are you? Hi, Paul. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no. I thought, well, thanks for coming on the show. And um, well, we met uh, we met a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, at um, an event in uh, in Prague, uh, which is indeed where you are today. And um, so we, you know, you kind of give me a little bit of an introduction to this topic, and I thought it would make a, an interesting podcast. Um, you know, particularly because the topic is around availability, you know, which is always high on uh, high on people's lists. So um, before we jump into our topic, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm Alec King. I'm a vice president in product management for Veeam Software. Product management in Veeam is uh, an R&D function. So I own some products and processes uh, within R&D and development and QA. And I've been in Veeam, you know, truthfully, I stopped counting after 10 years. <laughs> I've been here forever. So it's um, well, well, that's you know, that's that's always good to hear. You know, I think um, I think when I speak to people at Veeam, one of the things I see is that there is quite a longevity. You know, it doesn't seem to be a, a high churn rate of uh, of people, which yeah, I think always reflects well on the always reflects well on the, the work that a company are doing. You know, it's it's obviously something that maintain keeps keeps interesting, and uh, you know, people obviously like being there. So that's a that's a good start. Um, so you know, what well, kind of did the introduction? I, I talked about this idea of um, availability and automation, and we'll, we'll come back to the, kind of the automation element and and the piece where maybe multiple technology platforms tying together to to give a better overall solution. Um, let's have a look at this kind of topic of availability. So it's not like me throwing random words like availability about, but um, when we're talking about availability in this context, what is it we're talking about? Well, really, uh, we're talking about business availability. Uh, You can use availability in a technological sense, of course, keeping certain machines running and keeping certain applications online. But when we're talking about business continuity and DR, this kind of availability, it's it's really at a higher level. It's about recovering your business and if you have a major outage. Uh, so it's about pooling together a lot of different components and people and processes and having that DR plan hmm. so that when something goes pear-shaped, uh, you have a, a minimum kind of actions that you need to take to kick off automated processes, orchestrated actions, that will get you back up and running because businesses are 24 seven now. Nobody can afford downtime. As soon as you're offline, you're all over the news, you're all over Twitter. So uh, that, that's what we're trying to do. We have a, a great uh, kind of backup. It all starts with backup and Veeam has a great backup solution. Uh, but the journey that our customers are on is, is towards maximizing availability. So using those that backed up data to get your business back up and running ASAP. 
Yeah, and I think um, it's a really interesting point you make there, actually, that I think it's very easy to look at uh, DR and recovery as, oh, I've got some backups. But I, I thought the way you introduced that actually was, it was a, an important differentiation that when we're talking about this, we're talking one about getting a business back up and running. This is not just about restoring some virtual machines, presenting some data on some file shares. There's a lot more to this. This is about presenting applications, workloads. Um, and that, you know, I have some experience with this. I've worked with a number of companies in the past where we've worked with them to build these kind of continuity and DR plans. And a lot of the work is um, indeed not really technical. A lot of the work is around people and process. I mean, is that, is that kind of the experience you guys have as well? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, and uh, I'm a technical guy, uh, and you are too, and it's easy to just get lost in the, in the technological aspects. But it really is, it's a business level discussion. You have to do a business impact analysis, uh, decide what are your critical applications, what do you need to be up first, and then second, and then third. Uh, and you, you, you do have to pull in all the processes and the people you have to think about buildings you have to think about moving people and so on so a dr plan is a a, a huge project uh, to produce that uh, before you actually use it before you use it in anger and fail over in a situation you, you have to do a lot of consultation with stakeholders in the business uh, you have to build that plan out logically and then implement it technologically uh, and that's what our dean availability orchestrator is one of the tools, one of the key tools that helps you do that. Yeah, and I think that idea of um, orchestration uh, is, is, you know, is really crucial when it comes to this, because I, I think, again, kind of looking back at some of my own experiences of doing this, the challenge of tying together all of the right tools, people, services, um, and when the pressure's on, you know, when something's gone badly wrong and, and you know, and the, the pressure's on and the, the business is looking, um, looking and glaring at you and uh, accusingly wondering why all the IT services are unavailable. Having a, a level of kind of automation, pre-planned delivery of services, I think is, is hugely, hugely useful. Um, but certainly when I, I was working on this kind of stuff, you know, there wasn't a ton of these kind of tools available. So a lot of it was very manual, very, here's a list of, you know, here's your 35 page uh, recovery plan that now just starts to work your way through that. Um, and I think you tend to find when the pressure's on that, that kind of stuff is really difficult. Um, I mean, is, is that, is that some of the reason behind why Veeam have introduced this kind of orchestration tool? You know, it's something I've, I've been aware of for probably two or three years now, maybe a couple of years. That, and, and for me, it's something that strikes me as a really, really useful tool for, for some of its capabilities. And we'll, we'll kind of dip into that shortly. But um, is that the kind of the driver behind that? It was, um, it's very much the complexity. You know, what, what are the kind of challenges when it comes to orchestration or when it comes to availability and recovery? What, what are some of the challenges that, you guys are addressing with this um, uh, with this orchestration tool? I would probably pull out uh, three main challenges from the high level. Uh, and the first one I'd like to mention is documentation, actually. Um, it's, uh, uh, if it's a manual process, if it involves a whole team, if it takes months to actually document what you want to do during a DR plan, well, you know, as soon as you've created that document, guess what, it's already out of date. So just start again refreshing it. So we wanted to help put some automation orchestration behind the, the, the actual documentation and the, recording the, the configuration that you set up for DR and tracking that. So documentation is huge. Uh, and then there's testing. 
like I said, before you go ahead and execute your DR plan, it, it would be really nice to have the confidence that it's going to work. So we're, we made sure to build uh, very capable testing features into uh, Orchestrator. Uh, just to uh, bring up everything in an isolated test environment so you don't impact your production, but you're doing everything short of an actual failover. Uh, so you can weed out a lot of the bugs and you can find out a lot of the problems with repeated testing. Uh, and the final thing is the actual execution. Uh, when you come to hit that big green button because everything's gone down, you really, you really need it to be reliable, scalable, uh, and, and just fail you over in the minimum time possible. It needs to be optimized. It needs to eliminate those type of manual processes you're talking about. Because you're quite right, when the pressure is on, when everyone is panicking, when the CEO is screaming down the phone, that's when people skip steps, and make mistakes, uh, and don't solve the problem. And it, it runs on for hours, it runs on for days. And some businesses can never recover from that. So those are the three areas we wanted to, to really help our customers improve documenting DR plans, testing DR plans, and finally executing them. Well, I think you've hit on a re real good reason behind automating tasks and, uh, and things full stop, haven't you? It's the idea that, you know, if we you look at why we automate lots of things, whether that's automation of infrastructure delivery, automation of I don't know, creating accounts in Active Directory, part of the reason behind automating that is because it does the thing that you just said, that actually when the pressure's on or if it's a repetitive task, you know, as human beings, we, we can be pretty fallible around that kind of stuff and either we'll make mistakes or we will take our own interpretation of, of a way of delivering it. Um, but actually when it comes to things like infrastructure recovery, workload recovery, you know, getting a business back up and running, you know, we don't, we don't want the kind of the, uh, the, Picasso version of um, of how we're doing our recovery. You know, somebody uh, somebody <laughs> applying some artistic license to, to to the way we do recovery. So um, you know, that, so, yeah. so I think that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a key part of automation. Full stop. But I just want to go, kind of go back to the the first two bits that you mentioned um, because I think in my experience they are probably the two when it comes to a, a lot of IT projects, but particularly when it comes to this kind of high availability or disaster recovery, business continuity type of stuff. I think that stuff around documentation and testing is so so critical. Uh, you know, we and it's and it seems to be an area that often is missed out. Um, you know, was that was that actually kind of the key driver for for why you've included it as part of this tool that actually people don't really because testing is difficult. You know, testing it can be quite hard. Mm -hmm. you know, how do you, yeah. you know? That, that's certainly one of the things that I've I've come across in my time that actually getting a window to do the testing um, and nobody writes stuff down. You know, is that again? Is that kind of your experience? That's why you've done what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. The, the story repeats again and again. Uh, we have many customers, prospects who didn't have DR plans at all, simply couldn't uh, maintain them as the infrastructure changed, the plan became out of date. Uh, we have customers who had a plan but never tested it because when do you find the downtime to actually perform that failover? So it was just fingers crossed and hope that should anything happen, uh, it will work. Uh, and yeah, like you said, when Something goes down and the adrenaline starts to flow. It's human nature. People make mistakes. They take shortcuts. Uh, and it gets even more pear-shaped. Uh, and the documentation part was huge. Yeah, it's one of our biggest features. It's something I think is missing from other products. Uh, we use uh, groups of VMs based on vSphere tags, for example. So 
all you need to do is tag a newly provisioned virtual machine, uh, make it part of your deployment process. Uh, when you tag that machine, a new SQL VM, it will join the SQL VM's group, it will join the SQL VM's plan, it will automatically have applied to it all the tests for SQL uh, are visible across the network and databases coming online. Uh, and the documentation will be updated to reflect that. So uh, we can't solve all the problems of BCDR um, with our tool, but we can definitely make the, the documentation part as automated as possible. Uh, and that, that is, that's huge. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, that I think for anybody listening to this who's had experience of, even if it's not the experience of a full DR situation where they've had to deliver this and, and execute a plan, they would have been through designing a plan and testing a plan. And I think, you know, even those two areas, the, the complexity around it um, and difficulty around doing it, you know, will, will probably strike home for them. And and actually from a from a Veeam point of view then, for, for, so for your customers that are using availability orchestrator, you know, is, are they seeing that this is, you know, really, really streamlining that kind of process, giving them a lot more confidence in, in the kind of business continuity and DR that they've got? Yes, uh, we're getting great feedback on that, on those aspects. Uh, It'd be really disappointing that, if you said no, wouldn't it, then? That, that, <laughs> that, the whole podcast would be a waste of time. If yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was unlikely I was going to say no, wasn't it? Uh, but we have we had great feedback and great response, and we found actually that a, a lot of companies who I mentioned just just didn't do DR. They just thought we can't afford it. We don't have the time. Uh, we're gonna we have some backups, and we're gonna hope. But when uh, we introduce the topics of Orchestrator and we show them how it plugs seamlessly into the their existing Veeam infrastructure and gives them these capabilities to build plans. Your, your DR plans can start small. I think it's important to say that. It, it's a, a terrifying task to look at your entire infrastructure and think, you know, the whole data center, how, how am I going to fail that over? That's a daunting task. Uh, but you can start small. You can protect one application, two applications. You can perform the testing uh, in our Veeam data labs. That's a technology we've had for several years. Uh, so you can start to build confidence uh, about how this works. We've actually provoked in the business the kind of conversations that you should be having, the kind of analysis you do where you pull in different stakeholders from different departments. So this should not just be an IT thing. You need to be talking to the business, uh, to the different departments, to the people who do all those other tasks which maybe are, rely on IT or even independent of IT. And we found our customers are really understand that they can bring this stuff together, uh, they can do the research, design a plan, test it, and, and feel confident that they're ready to go should something happen. And from one application, two applications, you build it up uh, until you find you've got a, a whole set of plans and you are ready for anything. Yeah, and I th I thought, um, that thing that you actually just kind of finished off on there is, is so important in this kind of stuff, isn't it? It's the confidence that when you actually have to execute this, that you already know that the thing you're delivering is going to work because you've had the ability to test it, you've had the ability to document it. And so, and, and that includes when you make changes to it, um, you know, being able to simply test it again. You talked about kind of being data labs as a, as a technology for allowing you to do that. And for, for those who aren't familiar with it, my understanding is that allows us to kind of run a whole selection of workloads in a sandbox environment so we can mimic what production looks like without impacting production. Um, 
you know, and that that kind of capability again is sometimes difficult to deploy. But you know, Veeam to their great credit have made that so much easier in just baking that in as part of a, a standard tech suite of technologies that you've got. Um, but and, and actually, just one other thing before we kind of dip into um, kind of kind of second part of, of the conversation we wanted to have that um, that, that piece around documentation is it, is it true to say that as you make changes to that plan, the documentation is automatically updated as well? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the documentation. First of all, it's very uh, customizable. Um, there is a, a template kind of cover page, which is 100% customizable. Uh, partners can rebrand it, for example. There's a new opportunity for, um, for partners, for consultants, for integrators in this, the kind of analysis and deployment of a, of a DR solution. Um, and yes, the, the contents of the, the main report the technological reflection, if you like, of the, the virtual machines that are there, the steps that will run, uh, the accounts that will be used, uh, the availability of all the different parts of infrastructure that are needed, Veeam backup and replication servers, virtual center, and so on. Um, it's all automatically, continuously refreshed and updated. We have several different types of reports. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was the, the target for me. That was the goal. As the infrastructure changed, as virtual machines were decommissioned or added, um, as things were updated in vCenter, the plan would update, it would reflect that the, the next day's automated test would include those new VMs and nicely formatted reports emailed to everyone concerned. So uh, yeah, the documentation, it, it can be a a regulatory legal requirement for some businesses uh, but even if it's not a requirement uh, I would make it one because uh, it's more than nice to have it's absolutely key yeah and I think like you said at the start you know m m myself and you are both kind of a, a techn technology folk at heart you know tech is at heart and the idea that we write down some of this stuff is uh, is not often high on our list of yeah, priorities absolutely and, right yeah. so, so to have a tool that orchestrates and automates that documentation, you know, when I, when I first was introduced to VAO, um, say probably a couple of years ago, that was a thing that leaked out of me was the idea that you could have a tool that not only helped you build the plan, but then wrote up, wrote down the plan as well. Um, I, I think it's worth it just for the fact it writes it down for you. Even if, do you know what, yeah. even if the rest of it didn't work, you know, just document it <laughs> for me. Um, luckily, the rest yeah. of it does work. So, uh, well, look, I mean, the other part of the reason we're, we're having this, I kind of alluded to this in the introduction, the reason we're chatting now is obviously Beam have made a, a big announcement around um, availability orchestrator in, in this last week at, a, at a, one of your technology partner conferences. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so it, it's, uh, it's an update to the product, but also it's got some fascinating um, integrations with some of your key technology partners to further add value and, and capability and efficiency to what availability orchestrator does. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that, what the, uh, the announcement was and, and what some of this uh, integration stuff is as well? Absolutely, I'd love to, yes. And uh, we've just announced at the show in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, that our Orchestrator version 3 will directly integrate with NetApp ONTAP storage and we'll be orchestrating the storage failover, replicated storage failover, and additionally, everything that we already do for the virtual machines, bringing them up, checking applications, and so on. Um, and yeah, we're very excited about that. NetApp is a great partner. And this uh, kind of orchestration was a, an overwhelming request from our interactions uh, in the field. Uh, all of our sales and engineers came to us and said that 
it's great. So far, version one of Orchestrator did uh, Veeam replicas, uh, image-based per VM replication. In version two of Orchestrator, we introduced uh, orchestration plans for restores from backup, which I think brought DR capabilities to a whole new segment of the market. But uh, what people really wanted, what is, is really scalable, is a direct storage integration where you have snapshot replicated storage and you want to fail over to the most recent snapshot. You can take those snapshots a lot more often than you can. Uh, it's technologically a superior solution. Uh, and that is what we've built for the last year, uh, directly talking to NetApp. Uh, and yeah, we're very excited about that. Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a, you know, and I kind of said this in the introduction that one of the um, areas I've always find quite interesting is when technology partners work together to, you know, improve, you know, so that the, the, the overall sum of its parts is, uh, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts type of approach. And I think it's a really good example of that. You know, I think with, as you talked about there, NetApp snapshots and, and people have listened to the show before and know, you know, I've, I've spent time working with, with NetApp and I've done for a while, um, that, you know, NetApp snapshots, super efficient um replication capabilities you know we can replicate to multiple locations it's it's efficient it's a streamlined way of, of moving stuff around um and obviously then from a recovery point of view utilizing those snapshots as, as part of recovery is is really really quick as well um but some of the things it lacks when when it does that is the ability to orchestrate that in a in a way that says yeah i've got some snapshots over here but what's lacking is the ability to bring those that, that those workloads, bring that data back and present it in a way that's available to, to the organization. You talked right at the beginning, didn't you, about bringing a business back online. This is about business outcome, not about technology. And then in terms of adding availability orchestrated to the top of that, you know, that's that, that's a very, very good example of this. And, um, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, so, so for people maybe they were, they're not, uh, not, not familiar with that, you know, do, do you want to kind of give a little bit of an overview of, of, of how that plugs together, what it does allow you to do? Sure, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's been a very close collaboration between ourselves and NetApp. Uh, uh, yeah, as you say, one plus one equals three, as yeah. we like to say. Uh, they have a fantastic storage technology. Um, it's, it's very performant. Um, and you can take snapshots of the volumes, which are backing vSphere data stores where your VMs are running. Uh, you can take them very frequently. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, Orchestrator is agnostic to whatever process you're using to take and transfer those snapshots to secondary storage. Uh, so unlike version one and version two, version three doesn't actually require a Veeam backup and replication server. Hmm. We don't mind who creates the snapshots. You can use native NetApp methods. You can uh, use a third party, another tool to perform that. But as long as you have uh, two NetApp clusters, and a, a protection relationship between one or more volumes, replicating those volumes with regular snapshots. Then Orchestrator will sit on top. We're talking to VMware vCenter. We're talking directly to NetApp through their APIs. We understand which machines are on which data stores and which NetApp volumes back them and what is the protection relationship between those volumes. Uh, and when we're called to fail over, it's actually quite hard to demo because it happens so fast. Hmm. Uh, we can break the mirror, uh, mount the volumes to hosts uh, on the DR side. The data stores are registered, the VMs are registered, powered on, and they're testing in an eye blink. 
uh, if I could use a very non-technical term. Uh, but it, but it really is. Uh, it's a great marriage of these two technologies because the storage in the back end is very fast, very performant, and then we have a very rigorous bringing the environment up, checking every VM, doing it in the correct sequence, looking for heartbeats for network initialization, checking SQL, Exchange, SharePoint. Uh, and so your whole environment can really snap over to the DR location and be up which, say, perhaps before the press notices. Well, it's, and it is a really good example of, of kind of something, again, I'll go back to what you, kind of how you introduced the topic, was this idea this is about business availability you know and, and if you look at the technology aspects of, of kind of what's happening with with NetApp under the covers that that's great for moving data around so you know we've got you know rapid backups we've got rapid restore capability and we can move data around I mean it's interesting what you're saying before that actually we don't need the Veeam backup and replication engine to drive mm -hmm. any of this as well that we can just mm -hmm. kind of uh, you know, exploit what NetApp are doing under the covers, um, and and that's great. But from a technology point of view, you know what that that process that you described, and I've been there, I've done that process. That process you described of, you know, we mount either we break a snap mirror so that we can, uh, you know, we can use the what would be read-only copies of the data originally, but we can use mm -hmm. those. We can present them back up to a VMware state, for example, and then we can mm -hmm. recreate a whole bunch of virtual machines and present them out to the business. But that's time-consuming. That's a big long process. And actually to do the things that you just talked about, which orchestrates a lot of that, but beyond that also, it does some testing. It makes sure that everything is being brought up in the order that it should be brought up, that it's 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 meeting the requirements that, that you've set. I think that's just you know hugely powerful. That's that's quite an exciting solution. And um, you know, and I guess you guys are getting good feedback from you know, NetApp customers around that, you know, the the, the ones that I guess maybe done some beta testing or something similar so far. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, this was like again a great marriage of our technologies, um, and the, the capabilities that we can give our customers now. Uh, are, a lot of them are very excited about. We we have a great we have a strategic relationship with NetApp, um, and a field relationship for for reselling, and uh, that solution that we're able to present is is causing quite a buzz absolutely especially the testing i think myself mm. i think the testing is very cool veeam backup and replication that has had virtual labs or as we call them now data labs uh, for, for years you can do sure backup jobs sure replica jobs where some testing is done at the at the job level but it's really it's quite a different beast by the time it gets to orchestrate uh, we made a lot of efforts to make it usable make it scalable allow delegation uh, the lab environment that you can spin up is very customizable and with NetApp the technology is great. Uh, I keep returning to the technology. We are looking for business outcomes mm. but I love the technology. We, we can immediately clone a volume on the, a snapshot on the DR site of the NetApp, mount it as a volume, attach our Veeam virtual lab uh, network appliance helper which creates that isolated network and perform really a full start of, of the whole environment, your whole DR plan on the DR side, so it's not impacting your production system at all, it's on a separate net app, and bring up the VMs, look at all those uh, checks and tests, and verifications, keep that lab running while application specialists maybe connect to it, perform further tests, 
these labs enable not just DR plan testing, but a whole lot of uh, DevOps scenarios and penetration testing, uh, upgrades and patches. Uh, there's, there's so much you can do with uh, this copy you have of your production data, rather than it just being dead data on disk or tape or just dead copies. Uh, you could really leverage that to prepare yourself for disaster, to optimize a, a lot of your internal workflows and processes. Um, it's just uh, really useful. It's one of my favorite features, I think. Yeah, and no, no, I, I can say I think that, that testing documentation, I've already, um, yeah, I've already waxed lyrical about the importance of documentation and actually mm -hmm. having somebody that does it for you. Um, well, well, nobody you know, wants that job, right? Yeah, no, well, no, nobody exactly. wants it. No, nobody wants to write documentation ever, um, <laughs> yeah. apart from strange people. Um, I'm sure there's yeah. so, uh, apologies to the strange people listening who like to document stuff. Um, or, or probably as they should be called, disciplined, um, which is uh, probably not me. Um, but uh, well, look, as, as we kind of get to the end of our time here, Alec, uh, you know, if, if I'm listening to this and I'm a CIO, I'm an IT pro, um, and I'm involved in business continuity and DR inside my organization, um, you know, what, what kind of, what would make me consider um, doing availability orchestrating? You know, what, what kind of things should I be what kind of things should I consider that would make me a good candidate for using the tool like this? Mm -hmm. Good question. And um, I do find that, I mean, the business we're in is, is data protection, cloud data management. I, I do find it difficult to sell products using fear. But let's be honest, the fear is there. Um, and if I was talking to that specialist, uh, in, in this area, in a medium-large or enterprise company, I would just ask, are you confident of the actions you will take should there be a disaster? Should you have a failure of application X or server room Y or data center Z? If it goes down, what are you going to do to bring it all back up? You might have backups. You might even have some replicas. Uh, but where's the process? Are you going to bring that back up? Uh, where do the sign-offs happen? There are overarching business continuity tools into which our orchestrator would be just one component that plugs in. Uh, companies that are using those methodologies are probably pretty mature. Uh, but I, I know, I know there are thousands of companies whose they know the documentation is out of date. They know they haven't tested whatever DR plan they have for eight months. And the, they dread, they dread the phone call at 3 a.m. that says everything's down. So although I don't want to, to use fear to provoke people to, to buy our product, if you want to feel prepared, if you want to have the documentation on hand, if you want to reliably fail over your entire business and bring it back up, then Orchestrator is the kind of tool you should be thinking about using. Yeah, and I, and I think I, actually, I think that summed it up really nicely. It's the, you know, that the, anybody who's doing this and probably listening to this and has built these kind of plans and done this kind of testing know it, it's it's a complex and time-consuming task. And actually, oh, yeah. anything that comes along that can simplify that, and I think Availability Orchestrator is a really good example of such a tool that it can simplify and automate a lot of difficult processes that, you know, and he, he said earlier on that, that when it's when it's all hitting the fan and you need to press that big button that says just make it make it all go away will you please it's, <laughs> yeah it's nice it. to be able to do that with some confidence that actually the thing you're going to do is is, is going to deliver that so um well look, Alec, mm -hmm. I, I, 
appreciate your time. Um, obviously, this is kind of, you know, we, we just kind of touched on there, this, this new announcement that made it NetApp Insight in, in Las Vegas so, over the last week. Um, so, but if people have, uh, are intrigued around where availability orchestrator might be able to help them, is there a good way they can find out more, maybe get questions answered, maybe try it out even? You know, is, is there a way people can do that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I mean, Veeam always offers uh, trial versions of all its products. Uh, our current orchestrator version 2 can be downloaded for a free trial, 30-day uh, trial right now. Uh, just reach out to your local Veeam representative. Uh, regarding the, the version 3, we will have a limited seat beta. So those of you listening to this right now, uh, jump on and drop an email to orchestrator.beta at veeam.com. That will land with me. Uh, and like I say, it's very private beta. Beam has other betas where we have thousands of deployments. Um, but we're controlling this one. We have limited slots that we're going to manage. So drop us an email to that address or hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm Alec King at Beam uh, on LinkedIn as well. Give me a DM there um, because we're looking for candidates right now for sure. People who have a NetApp environment, and we'd like to test some of this uh, orchestrator version three goodness. Uh, please get in touch. All right, Alec, uh, hey, that's great. I think that's a, that's a real good introduction, introduction to availability orchestrator, um, uh, you know, and, and kind of the space it operates in and, and, and why it's useful. So um, thanks for being on the show and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Paul. Lovely to be here. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous tech interviews episodes. And if you've got an idea for the show or would like to appear as a guest, why not drop me an email at podcast at techstringy.com. And if you do enjoy the show and want to catch the next episode, then why not subscribe and leave us a review because it'll help other people to find the Tech Interviews podcast. So, until next time, thanks for listening.